Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journeys Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some excess baggage, so stay with us until the end. I know this isn't like our full episode where we talk about things that we're loving right now or Mm -hmm. that we're excited about right now, (laughs) but I will just say that I am so excited for um, events again, Mm -hmm. like planned events, like over the the weekend Um, on Saturday, I went to go see the comedian Hassan Minaj in person. And, you know, of course there are additional measures that are being taken. For example, you needed to either show a negative COVID test or your vaccination card as part of their security measures to go in and you have to wear a mask the entire time. We all did it without like any kind of issue because it's like, we're so ready to like get together and do it in an environment where we know either everyone has a negative COVID test or, you know, are vaccinated. Of course, that's not a hundred percent sure that, you know, but it it kind of does decrease the risk. Sure. And it was just so nice to be in that, environment again and laugh and listen to a comedian. And I also, for people who know me, you guys know that I love Pitbull. Uh, So he is going to be in Tampa next month. And I already have my outfit planned. (laughs) And I am, I remember during COVID when I was just, I was starving for concerts and excitement and I don't usually go to concerts but I have gone to them and I know the feeling of like utter joy when you hear a song that you know Mm -hmm. and I was watching the Jonas Brothers documentary I think it was on like Hulu or something and I was crying because I was watching their concerts because they had clips of their concerts and I was crying watching and I'm like I want to go to a concert (laughs) and so I told myself the first tour Pitbull does I'm going and what do you know He's touring and he has a stop in Tampa and I will be there. I'm super jealous because my niece told me yesterday, my niece is like older than you, I think. Uh, She's only 11 years younger than me, but she was telling me that she got tickets to go to Rodrigo and Gabriela, which is this guitaring. Have you, you know them? And um, I, I'm not one for large venue concerts, but for them, I would do just about anything. And I was just like <laughs> burning with jealousy. And she's like, I know. <laughs> well, the it in. concert's going to be outside. It's at the um, the amphitheater, which is right next to the, the fairgrounds. So, you know, it's a they had assigned seats, but who in their right mind stay seated at a Pitbull concert? I don't know. I think that's so. Yeah, it's kind of against the law. Um, And so I got the lawn ticket. So because I'm older now, I paid an extra $10 for a lawn chair, just in case, just in case I need need a breather before I have to get up again. Got to take care of those knees, old lady. Exactly. Elder millennial. Yeah, it's like, oh, my back is hurting from all this dancing. Well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to TravMarketMedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. What are we starting so with recently, today? Yeah, I was going to start with the, um, the EU's decision to remove U.S. from its safe list and what that's done 
for tour operators who hold tours in EU countries and sometimes yeah. multiple countries. And um, the announcement was made on August 30th uh, when the EU announced the removal of the US from its safe travel list. And uh, this is a Travel Age West article. And so it says that tour operators, they were scrambling to cancel, downsize, reschedule, or consolidate already booked trips. And personally, I feel the pain because if I was even as like a client, if I was traveling with them, I would be so nervous because I'm like, well, what does that mean mm -hmm. moving from one country to another? And, you know, what additional protocols and restrictions do I have to deal with? And am I going to have an actual good time? You know, like, is it going to be the whole time we're just worried about COVID restrictions or am I actually going to be able to enjoy myself? Yeah, I have some clients going to Italy October 8th. And I was getting together their final documents. And I thought, let me just check with them before I put myself through the ringer of figuring out, because they're also transiting through London. Um, I, let me just make sure they're still planning to go because my stomach just hurts. I'm, I, it's like such a double-edged sword because I'm so excited for them to go. I know they're going to have a great time with the smaller crowds and everything. I'm just terrified that they won't read everything that I wrote or, you know, like somehow they're not going to do all of the things they need to do. So what I've been doing, and I did a really thorough one on this time is, you know, I've been doing a, like a Loom video. I use Dub, but Loom is what most people know. It's a screen recording where I do a video walkthrough of the documents. I made mm -hmm. a Google doc with checklists. This is what you need for transiting through London. This is what you need for, you know, for arrival in Rome. Um, you know, here's the links to the forms, look for the green or the blue, but I mean, I just, I just did everything I can possibly do, but I also put on there, I, you know, I need you to know that you are my first clients going to Italy since pre pandemic. So I'm checking everything as best I can. I'm being as diligent as possible, but please, if you see something that doesn't look right, ask me a question. If it looks like I missed something, bring it to my attention. Like, kind of just to make sure they understand, I don't have any experience to draw upon mm -hmm. for this. <laughs> you know, I don't right. have, like, it's just not something that's inside of me. I mean, I know what to look for, for the most part, but everything is so different now. So I'm just kind of hedging my bets in every way possible. And I'm, I know they're going to go and they're going to have a great time. And they're going to come back and I'm going to feel so good about it. But until they get their feet on the ground in Italy, I'm going to be like, <laughs> my stomach. <laughs> yeah, I think for independent travelers, there's less to worry about in terms of is the tour operator going to cancel? Right. You know, me going because with the EU announcement, most Americans who are vaccinated or, you know, depending on the country, but for most Americans who are vaccinated, they can move forward with their vacations. There's a lot yeah. of the restrictions have to do with unvaccinated people, which is completely understandable. Like you're looking out for your own citizens at this point. Um, but it says that three-fourths of companies operating in Europe, they say clients have rebooked or postponed their 2021 vacations to a later date, while 60% have reacted by opting to cancel their trips. Um, however, it's not all bad news. 79% of tour operators have reported that they have guests who are proceeding with 2021 Europe trips as planned, a statistic that is quote unquote encouraging. Yeah. And then there are also non-European destinations. So people might be moving their Europe tours to 
Central America or just domestically, you know, like that Globus tour that I recently took. And the interesting thing is tour operators, because of all of this, have enacted their own um, policies that are new. For example, Globus has extended the vaccination requirement for all their trips, including Avalon, Cosmos and monograms extended that requirement for vaccinations through 2022. Mm-hmm. I think Trafalgar has done the same. If I'm not mistaken, but if they haven't, they're probably going to end up doing it because it's just too much to think about. If you're going someplace that requires people to be vaccinated to go in like museums or restaurants for that matter. And it's harder even because it's not the EU block anymore. Every country right. is making their own decisions, which is exactly the opposite of what we were hoping for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, really, it's going to make things so much easier if there's like a standard across. Right. But, you know, that's what we're here for, to help people navigate this stuff. And if they only knew how it keeps us up at night <laughs> and hurts our stomach. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't exhaust yourself to the brink during the day that you just pass out once your head hits the pillow? Cause that's me. And then I wake up with a jolt in the morning. <laughs> I do take Benadryl. You know, it's, it's helpful. <laughs> well, you know, it helps with allergies as well. So. Well, that's what it's um, for is my allergies, but it just helps with the other. Oh, nice I you were just taking it as a sleep aid. No, 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 no. <laughs> my allergies are terrible. <laughs> um, are we ready for the next one? Yeah, let's do okay. it. So another article we've got here is from Travel Pulse called Research Shows Travelers Are Settling Into New Normal. So it's another, you know how we love these statistics. It's another Longwoods International um, study, but it is with Miles Partnership as well. Finds that 18 months into the pandemic, patterns are emerging, showing a new normal, at least for now. So they're just seeing some definite patterns, which is good for us to know, right? It clearly shows how the pandemic has profoundly changed the U.S. travel industry, not only the number of people traveling, but where they're going and what they're doing when they do travel. So what we don't know yet, though, is how many of these changes are temporary and how many will actually be the new normal going forward. So some of the changes are, they include a trend of taking fewer trips, which I feel like we're seeing it's almost like there's no middle ground. It's either people are taking a whole bunch of small trips or less, fewer, sorry, uh, longer trips, but I'm not seeing a lot in the middle. So um, they're switching from urban to rural destinations. And then of course, drive-cations, you know, anywhere they can drive is definitely popular. AKA road trips. Yeah. (laughs) Our our friend Chi, who's another TPI advisor, uh, uses the word drive-cation and I love it. Um, so with about half of travelers changing their plans because of COVID, 32% are choosing drive destinations over fly destinations, and a similar percentage have changed from international to domestic. And this next line in the article explains a lot in terms of client behavior when they're Mm -hmm. misbehaving. Mm -hmm. Um, The data shows that travelers have high expectations for their experiences. More than 80% expected service levels from travel suppliers like hotels, restaurants, attractions, airlines to be equal to or higher than before the pandemic. I mean, we deserve it. It's true, I get it. 
we've been waiting a long time for a vacation, but we have to be realistic. (laughs) Yes. It's like, I want you guys to have a great time, but you have to understand that it's, there's a multiple multitude of reasons why that's not going to be the case when you're traveling. And I feel like for all my clients traveling right now, I tell them like they are all doing their best. Yep. They don't want you to have a terrible experience, but they are not working with a full staff. They don't have all the supplies they need. If it's a restaurant, like they might not be able to get certain ingredients in, Mm -hmm. or you might see higher pricing because they just don't have the supply. So like give the world some grace when you are traveling. And for the most of my clients have been great about it, but I know for many advisors from what I've been hearing, what we've been seeing is that that's not the case for everyone. <laughs> some real good stories. Um, and the research did find that a quarter of travelers judged the quality of service on their last trip to be below what they had experienced pre-pandemic. I don't think that's too bad considering the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I guess it doesn't really say how far below. Um, but overall, growing number of Americans have plans to travel within the next six months. 89% of travelers said they had plans, which is a number that has remained relatively steady since April. Um, but it does say that COVID-19 is still greatly impacting travelers' plans. 33% listed COVID as their top concern, with 26% saying their financial situation is impacting their decisions. And 24% indicated transportation costs were the key factor. Uh, my clients are, I've been really lucky. They're all chomping at the bit to get back to it. Mm -hmm. I, I have an article in excess baggage that talks about how cruise bookings have fallen off, but not for me. And of course I sell a ton of cruises. So for me, you know, I guess maybe it's less than usual, but what is usual anymore? Yeah. But I love it. Normal. (laughs) I mean, I feel lucky. I shouldn't say I love it. I feel fortunate because I'm booking cruises like hotcakes. So, Mm -hmm. and the majority of travelers do say they feel safe traveling outside of their communities. 56% currently say it's safe, but that number is also declining from a peak in June of 72%. June was like that golden month. We were all really feeling so. (laughs) It's like, it's like, it was a complete 180 from last June and we thought we were good, but you know, there are good are days and there be. are tough days yes. and we are. Go- I have been telling people that I am sticking in the industry because I know we're going to go through another golden age of travel. It's just not immediate, yep. but it's going to happen. And we see bits and pieces of it right now. We feel bits and pieces of it. It's not every day where it's going to be a good day, because things are still all up in the air, but we're going to hit a sweet spot. And once that sweet spot hits, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Hopefully it makes us forget about this and laugh about it in the future. At least a little. Oh, funny story. At least a little. (laughs) One time there was a pandemic. Oh, remember that time? It's a bit of a roller coaster, but we are definitely getting there and we will get there. I'm already seeing things like there was a little bit of a setback, but things are already starting to improve again. We just have to do what we got to do to get through it to the other side. Yeah. And I feel like the experience we had 
within the past year and a half, it kind of helped. It, it helps us moving forward because yeah. right now when things happen, our travel supplier partners have already tweaked their policies. It's mm-hmm. not like we're still trying to figure stuff out last year when all the policies were, you know, not pandemic friendly, but Hat today hazard. they yeah. are. Yeah. yeah, today they are. And I feel like whenever people tell me, you know, I want to postpone my trip or, you know, we're going to wait or, you know, I'm waiting for my refund still where last year I would have, I would have felt really badly. Like I would just, you know, it's just like, Oh no, not another one. Yeah. Now when it happens, it's not a lot. It's like a few people left. Um, I don't feel any kind of way except, okay, well let's go through the process of getting this taken care of, or let me Here's just the facts. Yes. follow up with the refund. Cause it's nothing that I'm doing wrong. It's just, this is what it is. Here's the information, and I have no emotional attachment to what I am telling you right now. <laughs> Which is really hard for people pleasers like us, and it took a long time, but I feel the same way. Like, it here's the fact. A long time. I'm on it. Please trust and believe. I'm I'm all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I at least for me, I have, like we said, seen some horror stories, but my clients have been really good. Um because I just stay in touch. And, and even if I don't have the answer, it's just sort of like, here's the situation. They always know what's happening. And I really haven't had anybody have a major meltdown. So I should knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> there will be people who do that. But I think for a lot of people, it's, at least for me, I've learned that it's not ever anything personal. No. And sure. they're just frustrated and they can't take it out on the actual supplier themselves. So it's just going to be on me for now. And all we can do is just listen and be like, you know, I understand the frustration. Yep, exactly. Empathize. Don't apologize. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. (laughs) I've been so much better about that now. Whenever I try to type out, you know, an email, if I'm starting to type out, I'm sorry. I'm like, nope, backspace, backspace, backspace. Yeah, I you can't take responsibility no. for something that's outside of your control. And it's tricky liability wise. So it's not just mm-hmm. a matter of preserving your own emotional health. It's also right. protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. What do we have next? Well, um, we've talked about this topic before, but this is a new need to know research from Travel Age West. Ken Shapiro. Yep. Ken Shapiro. Um, This article talks about our new travel advisors entering the industry. And it is a resounding yes from what we've seen. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, in the beginning, we've always wondered who would want to get into this business, especially after all that's happened. But we often forget that they don't know what it's like to go through what we've been through. Nope. No idea. They haven't been traumatized yet. And hopefully well, they, they won't be to this extent. <laughs> well, they don't know. And so many people are looking to change careers just mm-hmm. because of the way that people have reprioritized. We have a whole new crop of entrepreneurs out there and they want more autonomy. And this is the career. So they think <laughs> right, <laughs> that right. they think they're gonna, their time will be their own. Ha, 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 ha. I mean, at least now, especially if they're getting to the industry under a veteran advisor who has gone through all of this, that would be 
prime because they will get some of the best mentorship that way versus starting out on their own. Because I can't imagine someone getting to the industry now with all these changes and having to start, you know, from nothing, like without a background in this environment, like it must be so confusing, but I'm sure people are doing it, but I feel like it would be beneficial for them to be under a seasoned advisor. Not only beneficial, but it's almost a necessity to navigate Mm -hmm. the landscape right now. This, the questions that I see asked in some of these Facebook groups are absolutely terrifying. Like they make me say to myself, why you should not be selling travel. You need training. Um, Mm -hmm. I just keep scrolling because there's plenty of people out there that are probably going to rip them to shreds, but like, it's so scary because that does affect our industry reputation as a whole. So, you know, what I try to do when I see things, if it's too crazy, I just have to keep scrolling. But if I can be helpful quickly, I try to be helpful because helping newer advisors is helping the industry so that we don't have people out Mm -hmm. there um, selling people a trip to Mexico and telling them they don't need their passport. That's insane. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I see that and it's just like, I have to like look back to see what Facebook group am I in right now? Where has this been posted? Um, And, you know, knowing that though, um, and knowing that a lot of travel advisors have gone through so much chaos the past 18 months, this article says that nearly two thirds or 64% of respondents would be comfortable suggesting a career in the travel industry. And 57% would be supportive of a family member or friend who wants to become an advisor. And it says a lot about the industry when even after everything that's happened, you're still like, you know, it would be a really nice industry to be for you to be in, or I would suggest it because at the end of the day, we all really love it. In spite of everything that's happened, we all love what the travel industry does for us, how it makes us feel, how we contribute to it. There's so many possibilities being in, being in this industry as fun as it is and as stressful as it is. It is. But part of the problem too, is that advisors like us who have enough business that want to grow their team, they can't do it because they don't have the time or the energy, but usually literally the time to train Mm -hmm. someone from scratch. And I'll just say it. That is why Whitney and I (laughs) have created that the the Academy and Apprenticeship Program so that we can help advisors grow their team if they want to while someone gets mentored so that they can enter the industry on solid footing. Uh, I think it's something that's been missing. That's very applicable to this other stat where it says nearly two-thirds say it is very important to create programs to attract the next generation of travel advisors. Mm -hmm. But 70% feel that industry has not done a good job attracting those agents. They obviously do not know about your program or (laughs) a lot of other great programs out there because there are a lot of great educational programs that touch on different categories of um, travel advisor needs. You know, there are, um, you know, Nicole, who's been on our show, does great with email marketing and, 
you know, I love the templates from Travel Biz Boss, like in the templates that you made. I Once I bought those templates, I'm just like, I'm using this and my life has been so much easier. So there are resources out there where you don't have to start from scratch. Right. Including fan with intention. And we have social media help. There's all kinds of like a la carte things you can get. And there's also very comprehensive educational programs. Mm-hmm. But that mentorship, that apprenticeship piece of what we're doing, but any type of mentorship you get, in my opinion, is what is missing from a lot for these brand new newbies. They need that kind of mentorship in order to get through this craziness for sure. I think it always should have been um, a requirement to get into the industry, but now someone could really do some damage out there if they don't have some guidance, some like one-on-one. Absolutely. And if you're listening, if you're listening and you're a newbie, if you need, if you have any questions about like, oh my gosh, that sounds like exactly what I need. Just shoot us a message or something. We can get you in touch with or provide some options of good programs to start researching and seeing if it's good for you because we, we're pretty well connected. Like we, our friends with a lot of educators and there are some really great programs out there. So um, if you Mm -hmm. need some guidance as to where to go, please feel free to send us a message. We'll be more than happy to help you out. Yes. Just let us know what it is you need and we will get you connected to anyone we can. Should we dive into excess baggage? Yeah. I can't wait to hear all the (laughs) latest headlines. I can't wait to learn a lot in just a short amount of time. (laughs) It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Weekly, cruise bookings decelerated sharply over the past two months, but pricing is holding strong. The forward booking pace for 2022 sailings compared to the same time in 2019 for 2020 cruises has now turned negative in all destinations, although Alaska and Europe still remain well ahead of comparable 2019 levels. However, the booking pace for Caribbean bookings for the first half of 2022 has slipped deeply into the red. They also report that celebrity cruises will send the celebrity edge to Australia and New Zealand for the 2023-24 winter season. It will be the first edge class ship to go down under. An article from Travel Pulse says that a new survey completed by AAA has found that the pandemic has increased the necessity of travel insurance for Americans. The survey found 55% of Americans are planning a vacation of at least one night before the end of next year, while 31% of travelers said they'd purchased travel insurance for their trips through the end of 2022 due to the pandemic. Another one from Travel Pulse says that Royal Caribbean has received approval to build a new Italy cruise terminal in Ravenna. Travel Age West reports that despite the pandemic, GTM West attendees came ready to do business. During the event, travel advisors were able to discuss the state of the industry and strategize about its recovery while doing business at the same time with the various destinations, tour operators, river and ocean cruise lines, hotels and resorts, and professional services in attendance. Go check out another article from them called International Travel Restrictions Are Loosening, What Happens Next? Starting in November, foreign travelers from 33 countries can travel to the U.S. as long as they show proof of vaccination and a negative COVID-19 test taken within three days of their flight's departure. Vaccinated passengers will not be required to quarantine after arrival, but unvaccinated American citizens returning to the U.S. will be required to provide a negative COVID-19 test within 
result within one day of boarding, as well as one day after their arrival back into the U.S. According to Travel Market Report, the United States Department of Justice filed a lawsuit in an attempt to block the partnership formed by American Airlines and JetBlue. According to the DOJ, the partnership would go too far in eliminating competition in New York and Boston and would deter the two from competing against each other in other areas of the country. Another one from them reports that Royal Caribbean and Celebrity are offering fully vaccinated cruisers booked on future sailings access to at-home COVID-19 antigen test kits. The kits are meant to help people more easily meet the CDC's pre-cruise testing requirements. Carnival Cruise Line will also accept at-home test results using the same test kit if ordered from the same company that the Royal Caribbean brands are using, Optum. The same goes for Princess Cruises, who confirmed to TMR on Tuesday that it will also accept Optum tests. Travel Agent Central says that on September 19th, Carnival Cruise Line became the first cruise to resume sailing from the Port of New Orleans since the industry-wide pause in operations. And our high note today comes from a headline from afar, which says Netherlands drops quarantine for vaccinated U.S. travelers. Two weeks after introducing a 10-day quarantine for vaccinated travelers, the Netherlands has nixed the requirement. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. And I love the high note article because some people might call this a flip-flop. I don't see it as a flip-flop. I see it as you made a decision, you revisited it, you reviewed it, and you decided that there was a better way to go. And I applaud the Netherlands for coming to that conclusion. You evaluated new evidence and revised your decision. Love it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the Tin Lounge.com. See you all next week. Bye.